Merry Christmas and welcome to our newest episode of our podcast here from Zion and Reedfield, Stone and Zion. Today our message is on uh, the the story of Samuel as he grew in favor of God and of and of people. And it brings up that idea of how Jesus did that. And of course how there's also an encouragement in there for us to continue to grow. And sometimes that's a hard thing to do. We have a lot of obstacles uh, that might get in our way, a lot of different things that might distract us. But uh, it's a good reminder for us here in our lessons and our text for us to continue to grow. I hope that you had a nice Christmas. Uh, if you're looking for more content, I, I did not decide to put uh, all the other services that we've done as a podcast, just keeping it to a, a once a week on the Sunday sermon format but if you are interested in watching our services you can always go to zionlutheranreadfield.org and on the front site on the front page there is um, all four services or I'm sorry all three services no I'm sorry all four services that we've done here in the last three days so uh, without further ado we'll go ahead and jump into our text We'll now look at our scripture lessons for today. And uh, our first lesson is from Samuel chapter 2, and it serves as the text for our sermon. And it's similar in some respects to our gospel lesson. We see that both Jesus and Samuel were uh, special people brought uh, that were born in special ways. They both are live lives dedicated to the Lord. They grow in wisdom and stature with the Lord and with God. And I think in many ways, Samuel is sort of a, a reference here for us and how we can follow along and emulate him in our lives. 1 Samuel 2. But Samuel was ministering before the Lord, a boy wearing a linen ephod. Each year his mother made him a little robe and took it to him when she went up with her husband to offer the annual sacrifice. Eli would bless Elkanah and his wife, saying, May the Lord give you children by this woman to take the place of the one she prayed for and gave to the Lord. Then they would go home. And the boy Samuel continued to grow in stature and in favor with the Lord and with men. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, fellow growers, Have you ever seen a plant or a tree growing on a rocky hillside, a rocky cliff, where there was really very little or no dirt, and the roots have to go searching everywhere just to find soil to uh, get some nutrients from, just to find uh, moisture? You think it's really a testament to uh, how driven that plant was to survive, that even though in spite of all of the uh, obstacles that it had, it found a way to live there in that almost what we would think would be an unlivable area. It was able to grow in spite of all the, the obstacles in its way of growth. It's really sometimes a testament to the, the power that God has in, in the life that he gave here. But it's also an interesting thought, too, 
when we think about ourselves or we look at others. We see here in our text really a theme of growth. That's true for both Samuel and Jesus. It says there they both grew. And sometimes that can be in spite of the troubles, the difficulties, and the obstacles that are in the way. True for both Samuel and for and for Jesus. And I think sometimes that's true for us too. Today we see an encouragement here in God's word for us to follow in Samuel's footsteps here, in Jesus' footsteps, to grow. We're getting ready to celebrate a, a new year here pretty soon, in a week or so or less. Let's make this new year a time for us to grow. No matter where we are in our lives, we always can continue to grow, both in our wisdom and our, our stature and favor with the Lord and with other people. Samuel was a special person. His mother tried to have children and she was unable to for many years. And finally, after Samuel's mother, Hannah, prayed that the Lord would give her a child, she said, she would, I would dedicate this child to the Lord. She became pregnant, even though it would have seemed almost impossible to most. After all those years of not being able to have a child. And she does that. She dedicates this child, Samuel, to the Lord. When he was old enough to be on his own, she, she dedicated him. And he served there in the temple. And it's sort of an interesting situation, isn't it? That he was set apart for the Lord from an early age. And he would later grow on to grow up to be the, the last judge or the last um, leader of the Israelites before the king started. Saul would be the king after him. He would be a historian and write several books of the Bible. He was a prophet. It says here that he grew in the Lord, and he certainly had many obstacles in his life. He served under a high priest who was wicked, had, had wicked sons. He would later work as a prophet underneath Saul, who would be an obstacle in many ways to him. Yet we see that he grew. And we see also in our text that Jesus grew. It says here that he grew in his favor with the Lord. Now, that's an interesting thought, isn't it? We might understand how Samuel could grow in favor with the Lord, but how did Jesus grow in favor with the Lord? Aren't they really one and the same? Aren't they, aren't they three persons in one God? Aren't there already a perfect union between them? How can it be more perfect? Nothing can really be more perfect. It's perfect already. Well, I think... This has to do with the idea that, that, that Jesus came into this world as a baby. And of course, that is what we're just celebrated yesterday. The fact that Jesus came into this world as a baby. And I always like how Christmas is something that, that even non-religious people can kind of get behind. Right? Isn't it? I mean, the, the baby, who can be mad at a baby? Right? 
Who can be resentful about a baby? And I think that's why you will see many non-religious people not having a hard time saying Merry Christmas or, or even seeing manger scenes in, in public places. But you don't really see that same sort of open declaration when it comes to Good Friday, do you? You'd be surprised if you saw crucifixes in, in public places. And I think the reason why is because the baby Jesus doesn't offend many people. But the cross does. Because the cross implies that we need a Savior. And if we need a Savior, that means that we're sinners. And no one really likes to come to that realization, do they? It's a, it can be an offensive thing. But it's a necessary thing for us to see that, that progression. And that, yes, Jesus came into this world as a baby, but it was necessary for him to grow up, to be that adult, to be that Savior that we needed because we are sinners. And we need a Savior. As offensive as that may be to many, it is something that we have come to terms with. And we thank God for the fact that we have a Savior in Christ. Yes, we see that he grew in favor with the Lord. And I think that's because he continued to do God's will. He did what the Lord demanded of him. He lived a life dedicated to the Lord. And of course, that would then grow as he did his father's will, ultimately dying for a savior. We see that even here, when Jesus was 12 years old in the, in the temple. It's interesting, you know, both Samuel and Jesus were not normal 12-year-olds, right? And you think of Samuel and Jesus, what do normal 12-year-olds do now? Well, I know a little bit about that. They tend to be into things like video games, sports, watching shows, goofing around with friends. How unusual it would be if, you know, I came here to church tomorrow to get ready for services, and there was a 12-year-old there waiting to say, hey, pastor, how can I help you? Can I, can I follow you around today and do whatever you want? That would be unusual, right, to, have a, to see a 12-year-old whose life was dedicated to the Lord and to serving him in his temple. But here we see that. And, and I think in some ways it's a reminder for us too to grow in that, that favor of the Lord and to serve the Lord in our lives. And maybe not in the same way that, that uh, Samuel did or Jesus, but we find other ways to do that. But I think we need to look at this and see how they grew in the favor of the Lord, but how can I grow now in my favor with the Lord. And sometimes we come to the realization that we can't do that on our own. Sometimes the best thing to do is to just get ourselves out of the way as much as we can and let God take control of our lives. And let God be that bigger influence in our lives to, to knock our own egos down and to replace it with a willingness to do the Lord's will. 
And perhaps that's a hard thing to do. Because we all have that ego inside of us that wants to have our own way. But let's, let's knock that down a bit so that the Lord can grow in our lives. So that there's room for the Lord to grow here as we live our lives. And, and you know, this is really something that has a big impact on our, on our lives on a day-to-day basis. Uh, because we struggle, I think, sometimes with knowing how to live our lives in ways that please the Lord. So often there's so many things going on in our lives. Just think about that. How, how busy are you in your lives? And that's true for everyone, whether you're, you're a child. And that's a, a crazy time when you're still trying to figure out who you are and what you're all about. You're trying to figure out how to deal with friends and with family and you have parents and all these other things. It's like a juggling act, right? And, you know, as you get to be an adult, I don't know if it gets a whole lot easier either. Maybe you still have troubles figuring out who you are and what you're all about. And you have all these other responsibilities that you're juggling. I think juggling is a good way to think about our lives. Think about a person working at a circus. They're they're juggling. But imagine if they're also a tightrope walker. So not only do they have to juggle, they have to move forward on this tightrope. And I think that's a good metaphor for our lives. Because God gives us all these things that we have to juggle. And sometimes we get so focused on those things in our lives, we forget we're on a rope. We're on the road, and we need to move forward in the Lord. And it's important for us to continue to grow. Even though there might be chaos all around us, we still need to find time to grow, to walk forward in that knowledge of the Lord. And we can do that by being in his word. Being in the word as it comes to us in the Bible, as it comes to us in church, as we hear it in the, in the lessons, in the sermon, and as we grow in our daily devotions, meditations that we can have. There's so many opportunities for us. Let's make use of them. Even though, yes, we all are juggling so many things. Let's continue to walk that, that line as we grow in our, in our favor with the Lord. But it also says here that both Samuel and Jesus grew in their favor with men. And, of course, the word that's used there for men uh, just means all people, right? So kind of a gender-neutral term there. How did, how did they grow with all people? Well, they were ultimately servants of God, both of them. Jesus was the servant of the Lord, and he dedicated his life towards that end. So was Samuel. It's interesting how both of them, it says here they grew in favor with the Lord and with people, but often we look at them and it seems like they were underappreciated in their lives. Samuel had Saul, and Saul didn't appreciate him very much. Perhaps there were others who did, but it didn't seem like it many times. Same thing with Jesus. There were many people who 
didn't really appreciate Jesus and what he did, even though he lived a life of selfless service to all mankind. Sometimes some of the most important things are underappreciated. A good example would be breathing, right? Do you think about breathing a lot? Do you appreciate breathing a lot? I don't know. I could probably go weeks and weeks without really even thinking about breathing. Not until you have a hard time doing it, right? Not until you're unable to breathe in. Then you start to appreciate it very much. And I think there are many people in this world who will go years and years without thinking about the, the deeper things in life beyond just day-to-day kind of life. They're not thinking about uh, what happens when I die. They don't think about the, the deeper things of, of life until it becomes necessary. And that's when perhaps many appreciate what Christ has done. And of course, we need to appreciate him. And I think that, yes, there are many who uh, do not appreciate Jesus and what he did. But as it says here in our text, there are many who do. Who He grew in favor with many people. And that's, of course, what we're celebrating as we come here in church. Because we do appreciate what he did for us, the, the life that he gave us by offering his very own life in our place. And of course, we now follow in that example. We too should grow in favor with people. Think about that for a moment there. I thought, well, is that really our, our goal in life? To make everyone happy? Perhaps you had people over at your house yesterday, or you went to some place, or maybe you're going to be doing your Christmas celebrations you know, later this week. You think it's possible to make everyone happy who's there? Right? I mean, probably not. It's always hard when you have a group of people, because no matter what, someone's not going to like the temperature in the house, someone's not going to like the food, someone's not going to like the people that are there. I mean, it's impossible to make everyone happy. So how can we here attempt to make people happy? And even, you think about it, uh, Paul, uh, in the book of Galatians, he was accused of being a people pleaser. He makes a big point. No, I'm not here to please people. I'm here to please God. So should should we be concerned about growing in favor with people? Well, sometimes that is more about not giving people what they want, but perhaps what they need. And I think that's exactly what Jesus did. He gave people what they truly needed. And for some people, they didn't care because they wanted what they wanted. And I think Samuel, too. He was a preacher of of repentance. And perhaps there were many who did not want to hear that because that meant they were sinful. And they did not appreciate it, but that is what they needed. And perhaps we too can be people who give what people need more so than what they maybe even want, whether they want it or not. You know, it kind of reminds me of like giving children vegetables. 
Now, do we do it because that's what they want? Well, maybe. Probably not, though. It's what they need. And as we think about how we can do that in our lives, to serve other people in ways that, that God tells us to, in ways that are pleasing to the Lord, I think we there kind of see a way that we can follow in Samuel and even Jesus' footsteps as we seek to serve the Lord and to help one another in ways that ultimately lead to their own good. And sometimes that may mean confronting someone with sin. Is that what people want? Probably not. Sometimes that's what they need. Sometimes it can be encouraging someone to come with them to church. Is that what they want? Maybe not. But maybe it's what they need. Now, perhaps this won't make us grow in favor with people. But for some it will. And I think that's what we see here in our text. As we seek to emulate them and to grow this time of year. This, this new year as we begin it. Uh, may we celebrate this new year by a commitment to grow. To grow in favor with God. To grow in favor with men. Because Jesus has done those things for us. And has lived that perfect life and died to take away our sins. And may all praise and glory be to him. Amen.